Welcome back to another episode of Hello Sarv Speaking. As always, I'm your host Sarv, and I hope you guys are doing wonderful and being amazing today. Before we get into the episode, let me just give you some minor updates about my life because typically if I was to actually be on the phone with you, then that's what we would do. So, I got to ditch my nail lady. And now that I think about it, I don't even have a nail lady, more like a nail shop that I've been going to a couple times and To be honest, I'm just not a fan. Like, their work is cool or whatever, but the service? Whack. The owner? Whack. Her attitude? Whack. And I think it's because I'm younger than most of her clients, so she doesn't feel the need to take me seriously, which I don't know why, because, shoot, if I'm paying you, then you better take me more seriously than a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? So... I need a new nail place because her attitude is just not it for me. Like, she's going to charge me and disrespect me. What? You're finessing me twice right in front of me? Yikes. So, other than that, on a positive note, finals is almost over and I get to go on vacation and I'm so excited because it's like for a month, I could just be on chill mode for the most part. And I know a lot of you guys can relate, so we're almost there. Stay strong. We're in this together. But moving on, those are the life updates. Into today's episode, I'm very excited to share it with you. Even though it's a new topic, I am trying to make sure to gear them towards the idea of New Year's resolutions and tips so you can follow to serve as a guide for you. And for those of you who don't necessarily like to make resolutions, don't worry because this can help you stay motivated with your goals and more importantly, help you stay on track with them too. So let's get started, shall we? We shall because you have no choice. Ah! So this week's topic is all about the six things to let go of in 2019. Now, to preface this conversation, these things are what I believe contribute to making the majority of our life situations and also realize that it will be hard to change some of them because we don't realize how ingrained these bad habits are But the change just comes with time, effort, and your patience if you really want to change for a better you. So starting with number one, we need to let go of pleasing everyone. And realize what that means for you. Whether you're someone who's indecisive and needs someone else to approve of your decisions, or whether you're concerned with what others think of you in terms of how you dress, how you look, what they'll think about who you hang out with, what you do with your free time, Or even if you're someone who puts everyone before yourself because you're afraid that if you don't, they won't like you in the same way, then this goes for you too. And for me personally, I used to do that last one a lot, especially when it came to friends. I would always be down to hang out on their time, even if it inconvenienced me. I would always want to make sure I did anything I could to make them happy and pretty much would be content with anything in return as long as it was something. Does that make sense? So I definitely had to work on it over time. And my mom, actually, shout out to you if you're listening, mom, was the one who told me that it's something I need to fix within myself. She would always say in her Persian accent, (laughs) Sarvanaz, she would always say, stop worrying about what other people want from you. Worry about what you want from you. And she emphasized to me that it's important to set boundaries because that can be the difference maker in the way you carry out your life. 
And she would make sure to emphasize that those boundaries go for anyone in my life, even her as my mother, which at first seemed like a shock because that's family. But sometimes even the closest family and friends use that leverage in taking advantage of your relationship to them for their own benefit. Assess the various relationships you have in your life and understand this main point. You are not going to be able to please everyone. It's just not possible. People have different motivations in why they act the way they do. So there is no way that you will be able to consistently please everyone while pleasing yourself at the same time. Let me make something clear to you right now. You are not selfish because you want to do what's best for you. Anyone who can't understand that was never on your team in the first place. Pleasing everyone is just not possible. The day you realize that is the day you can put it into practice. You need to understand that the idea of pleasing yourself should come first. And that same idea is going through other people's heads for themselves. You're allowed to put you first. You're allowed to worry about you first. It may seem foreign in the beginning. It may seem uncomfortable because you're literally changing that characteristic about yourself. But those tendencies may sneak up on you again where you think, maybe this person doesn't like me anymore and they may have enough audacity to make you feel guilty for it too. Remember, you are not selfish for doing what's best for you. And anyone who can't understand that was never on your team in the first place. I repeat it so that the idea can stick with you. This is a difficult adjustment to make, but taking that first step is going to put you on the right path. Do not let the fear of being alone take over what you're willing to tolerate from others. Stop the people-pleasing. Number two, letting go of relationships that don't benefit you anymore. This encompasses any type of relationship. Again, even family. This also encompasses the part that you play within that relationship. If within that relationship, there's a consistent arguing or a consistent disrespect, the back and forth where you fight and mend it with a temporary apology and then fight again, the toxic behavior involves you feeding into it as well. A relationship is two-sided. There's the other person and there's also you. In order for you to truly work on letting go of a relationship that doesn't benefit you, you also have to realize what you contribute to it. Even if it's continuing the fighting, being stubborn because you feel that you're right in a situation, etc. It's a hard pill to swallow because we never want to think we add to the problem. But how will you be able to not repeat that mistake if you don't realize where you went wrong as well? Maybe your wrongdoing was starting the fight. Maybe it was condoning the fight and egging it on. Maybe your wrongdoing was staying. Assess your own actions, whatever they may be. Be willing to put your pride aside and don't focus the goal of this to be who's right from who's wrong, but what's right from wrong. Again, this idea of loneliness that we fear so much can unfortunately be what keeps us attached in a lot of cases. That's where some of the most toxic behavior can come from and we don't even realize it because we're allowing it. Be strong. Pull yourself out of that slump. I want to read you guys a quote I saw the other day that really spoke to me and it's perfect for this whole idea. 
It's basically a conversation in which someone asks, lonely, isn't it? In which the other person replies, yes, but my lonely is mine. Now you're lonely is somebody else's, made by somebody else and handed it to you. Isn't that something, a second-handed lonely? And that quote comes from the author Toni Morrison from her book, Sula. I share that with you to say this. Understand that if the relationship isn't beneficial to you anymore, it doesn't matter how lonely you are if you leave. That's an acceptable, self-provided type of lonely. The type of lonely that you can get used to with time. But to be lonely, while your goal in the relationship is to have companionship, is not something you can get used to. It's not something you should want to ever get used to. It's hard to look at that friend, that significant other, that family member, as someone who isn't going to be part of your life anymore. But ask yourself, would you rather be in a relationship and still be alone? Or would you rather be alone because it's your choice to be alone and you're happier? That's the distinction. Think about yourself and what it is that you want from the relationship. What's your communication style? What your way of receiving and giving love is? When you're able to do that, then it's clear or not whether the behavior you're receiving is wanted or if it's unwanted. Just because they're comfortable with the way they speak to you or treat you doesn't mean that you need to be comfortable with that. And if you've expressed that and they're not willing to change or at least try to change, then is that really someone you want to have a relationship with? Let go. Be willing to stand alone. Embrace it. Three, letting go of anger and resentment. This relates to the previous topic too because now once you let go, you have this anger, right? You have this feeling of, how could they do that to me? I've wasted so much time. And you have this resentment towards the person because you can't believe that someone's intention wasn't the same as yours. When your heart is good and pure, you want to believe that everybody else has the same heart and same purity. But shocker, they don't. They don't. It sounds like a negative thing to say on my part, but we want to believe that everyone is generally good. But the sooner that you realize that not everybody has the same intentions as you, then the sooner you'll be able to let go of that anger and resentment. It's okay to feel upset with the situation. It's okay to think where you went wrong and now your thoughts have brought you back to that place of disappointment. You just need time to heal. I personally am a firm believer that time heals all wounds. It takes time. You might remember a good or bad moment with the person and you suddenly feel anger. You could resent them because they put you through something like that. With time... You need to learn how to let it go because it's taking a toll on you even after the fact of it being over. So think about it like this. The physical person isn't there, but their impact has made such a lasting impression that even when they're not around, they have this control over you and this control over your emotions. That's not a fair thing to do to yourself. Let go of that. And a step in letting go of that involves the fourth thing to leave behind, which is expectations. As a side note, though, these expectations also involve the expectations of apologies. 
And you would think like, they did all of these awful things to me. The least they could do is apologize, right? Well, I'm here to tell you wrong because you'll never be happy with their apology regardless. Think about it. This person mistreated you. You left. You're in such disbelief because you really thought they were different. You believed they would treat you right. And so they didn't and you demand an apology because you believe that that's going to be a sense of closure for you. Well, now they come around and they give your apology, except with half of the care and effort of a genuine apology. And now you're even more upset because how can they not understand where they went wrong? How are they not human enough to understand and just let me have my feelings? Put all of that to the side because anything that you're expecting from that person is doing more damage to you than it is to them and believe that again a very harsh thing to hear but in order to let time do its job in your healing process means that you have to lighten the load of responsibility for the other person in order for you to move forward whether we realize it or not we always expect things from people just like the way that the person in the relationship expected you to stay and you didn't you left in that same way you don't need to expect anything from them don't expect an apology don't expect closure you don't need to expect even a better person coming into your life and fixing everything necessarily the only expectations you should have moving on are expectations of yourself because that's all you can control a big issue with us is that we want to try to change people so badly that's when we fall into this cycle of expectation and disappointment oh wow they're proving me wrong Ooh, yes they proved me right when those things set in it makes the process of moving on that much more difficult the only true thing that we have control over is the expectations that we have of ourselves. Why? Because we can trust ourselves. We know ourselves. We know our intentions. But you don't know what others are going through or what's on their plate of responsibility. And to be honest, sometimes we set expectations for others that are just unfair. Sometimes they can't help it. They might not be the type of person that we are. It may not be something that they are capable of doing for us or something that they're even capable of understanding. You could tell them all day and all night about how wrong they are for their lack of understanding and they can't help but think that they're right. Well, then it doesn't matter if they give you that apology or not because for you, it's insincere. And then you're disappointed again. And then you have that anger and resentment. Be able to create that peace of mind for yourself by giving up expectations, especially when it comes to apologies. This is probably one of the most difficult things to let go of on this list because we feel that we deserve a certain type of treatment. A lot of times I hear people say, I don't deserve this. I didn't deserve to go through that situation. But realize that portion of intention we spoke of, intention is not always matched. In this life, you'll go through so many tests that may not be deserved and some that are deserved. All you can contribute is the good that you can into this world and have control over your intentions and actions. It will be a difficult journey to let go of this, but it's necessary for your peace. 
Number five, comparison. Letting go of comparison because it's the thief of your joy. When you compare yourself to someone else, you're comparing and compromising your self-worth. We do this constantly. We compare looks. We compare bodies, relationships. We compare jobs and where others are at with their lives compared to us. The point of this and why it's so vital for you to let go of it is because you don't even know the full display of what you're comparing yourself and your life to. But yet, you're actively letting it steal your joy. Pictures are edited, bodies are altered, a pretty car or a big house doesn't mean that that person goes to sleep at night feeling good. Do you see what I'm saying? You're witnessing only a small aspect of their whole life. Similarly, you never know what others wish that they had from you. You're so caught up in comparison that even you miss the things that you should be grateful for. Let me give you one of my favorite examples of this type of scenario. And it's, it's a cartoon depiction. Some of you have probably seen it before, but basically it's a picture split into different segments and it goes from one side of the picture to the other. Starting on the one side, there's a man in a nice car. Next to him is a picture of a different man who's looking at the first man while sitting in the car that's less nice. Next to him, there's a man on a bike looking at the man's beat up car wishing it was his. Next to the biker, there's a man walking who wishes so badly that he had a bike. And finally, next to him, there's a man on a wheelchair who just wishes that he had the ability to walk. The things you and I take for granted could potentially be what somebody else is dreaming of. Practicing being grateful every single day, even in struggle. Take me for example. Like I said, I'm finishing up finals and papers and it's just been a very stressful time. A lot of hard classes hitting back to back, which I'm sure most of you can imagine as you're probably going through it or have already gone through it. And I'm just there complaining and complaining And I have to catch myself and just say, Sarv, be grateful that you even have an opportunity at an education or to be going through this struggle. Not many are even able to be at the school you're at because they couldn't afford it or they couldn't get in or some just aren't in school for their own reasons, period. This is another difficult one to let go of because when you're in comparison and you're so deep in thoughts where you're just getting down on yourself Like the last thing you can even think to do is be grateful. But you have to try. I mentioned earlier that I'll be going on winter break and taking some vacation time, but I wouldn't even be able to appreciate any of that if I wasn't going through a less enjoyable time. Same with body issues, which is something that social media has made a major impact in emphasizing. It's all around us. We constantly see bodies that have had surgeries or editing involved, or maybe it is all natural, but they put that time into the gym and their nutrition. And you're comparing yourself to their life, but in reality, let's say you had their life. Would you be willing to stick to the strict workout regimen, skipping out on alcohol, sweets? And if you're willing to put in that work, why compare when you can do? So overall, I bring up this point of comparison to say that the self-pity aspect of it is what steals our joy. When you start getting deep into that self-pity, you lose focus on what you need to be grateful and happy about. Don't lose out on your blessings because you're too busy counting somebody else's. 
Put this into practice and fill your life with positivity and you will literally feel the difference. The last thing that we're letting go of in 2019, number six, is procrastination and the fear of discomfort. For those of you who set resolutions and new goals, let this point speak to you especially. It's not that your goals are unattainable. They just may be unattainable for your mindset. For example, let's say that you have a goal that many of us do around this time of year and you want to lose weight. Assess the position you're in now. Are you going just because it's a resolution and you stick for it for two weeks and then stop because the going gets tough, literally? Well, then you're not doing very much for your goal now, are you? But it's not because you can't achieve it. Because up until two weeks ago, you were regularly going to the gym. You were watching what your intake was and staying hydrated. The whole nine, you were doing it. So it's not that the goal is unattainable. It's that the mindset you have is that fear of discomfort. Oh, I'm so sore the next day. I can't get out of bed and walk. But that soreness comes from the fact that you haven't worked out in a while. It's an adjustment to your body, but instead of understanding that this is part of the journey, you give up. And that resolution will probably turn back up next year, all because two weeks of being sore is tough. And I'm laying it out like that, not to be mean, but to be realistic. Don't think that you set too big of a goal for yourself. You have to fix the mindset that comes along with having that goal first. The procrastination and fear of discomfort is not part of that mindset. And realize, I don't mean procrastination in the sense that you have a deadline and waited until the last minute to do it kind of thing. In this context, I mean procrastination in a much bigger sense. Putting off your goals, putting off your dreams and passions. Doing them or even thinking about doing them makes you uncomfortable when you realize how much work and effort it's really gonna take. A perfect example is myself with this whole podcast. I said in my introduction episode that I've been wanting to do a podcast for so long. To those who know me, the so long part might sound like a lie, but it's because I never really told anyone. I would think about it all the time, but I was so focused on, okay, but like, if I really put it out, what would I even say? Would people even like what I have to say? Um, well, maybe I'll just keep listening to the ones that I like, and I probably don't even need to do it. I just got a little excited, that's all. And I never did it. And it wasn't until the conversation I had with my best friend that I realized I really wanted to do this. This is something that I've always wanted to do. And what did I do? It. I did it and I'm doing it right now. I did it to be able to put my thoughts out there and to be able to impact as many people as I could, even if that's within my own little community. For people that need this extra motivation or this extra boost to achieve their goals, It was hard for myself to get the courage at first. I'd never done something like this in my whole life. Even when I would put up the initial post to advertise the podcast, I would get this sense of self-doubt. Like, what if people are getting annoyed with this? But then I realized that I couldn't care less. Because if this is something that I want to do, then that's all that should matter. I want to be able to look back and remember the nights I spent editing or brainstorming ideas. I want to have people tell me that they liked it and that it impacted them in some type of way. I procrastinated too long with that idea to the point where it wasn't okay with me anymore. The procrastination just didn't sit right with me anymore. 
I was tired of having that idea in my head and not being able to share it with anybody. And for most of us, it's that fear of discomfort that holds us back. We're so focused on what other people think that we limit our own potential. And the world we live in has every resource imaginable to help support our goals. You want to start a small business? One search in Google tells you the steps how. You want to make a YouTube channel? Make one. It's free and you probably already have the camera or an iPhone that's even better to do it. If your goal is to learn a new word and input that into your vocabulary, then go for it. You want to broaden your music taste, but you can't do so because you think your friends are going to think you're a square for listening to it? What? Why do you care? You like it. You want to do it. Prioritize that. And these are just some examples of little things versus big things. But my point is that you shouldn't feel like the goal you set for yourself is not worth having or because it's too far out of reach or too weird. Don't procrastinate on it. You should have been started yesterday because it's something that you want to do. Every day that you put off is another day gone. The procrastination is not worth that. It's not worth wasting another day. Our fear of failure gets in the way time and time again. And if you fail, so what? You learned what not to do and you learned what to do better. Let me give you another personal example. I went into college with the major of psychology. I thought I wanted to get a PhD. I wanted to do research. So I joined a research lab and I realized I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I was so mad at myself because I thought I wasted so much time and that the amount of effort I put in was not reflected in the credit I got as a result. But then I looked on the plus side. I learned how people in this field worked. I learned that this is not something I see myself doing and that I would much rather spend a semester wasted than a future career wasted. And in the long run, I realized that it technically wasn't even a waste because of how much I gained from learning through the experience, not only about the major, but about myself. It wasn't until I did it and failed at it in the sense of not following the path that I set out for myself that I realized there needed to be a change. And now I couldn't be happier. I added criminal justice and now I'm a double major with psychology and criminal justice and I plan to study law in the future. Don't be afraid to let go of your procrastination and stop fearing the idea of discomfort. It can only benefit you. So let's recap all of what we're letting go in 2019. One, the idea of pleasing everyone. You just can't please them all. Two, Keeping relationships that don't benefit you anymore. Free yourself from that toxic cycle and the constant back and forth. Three, the anger and resentment, which then lead to four, expectations, especially when it comes to apologizing. Five, let go of that comparison because it's that self-pity that we allow to steal our joy from us. And finally, six, Leave your procrastination and fear of discomfort. It's the extra weight of self-doubt that you don't need to keep with you anymore. When you do these things, whether that's individually or slowly but surely all together, you will be able to see the difference in how much clearer your mind is and how much more capable you are of setting and achieving your goals because you've gotten rid of the distractions. I hope that this helps you not only going into the new year, but beyond that. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share these things with you. And more importantly, thank you for your time. 
Give me some feedback. What from this list has worked for you? Share your personal stories of where you think you've had to apply these things into your personal life. I would love to know. For now, that's all I got. Call back soon. Bye.